Good morning. Welcome to Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, whether you are here with us in person or joining us online live today or another time later today or this week. We are blessed to have each one of you here, and we pray that this service will be a blessing to you. Will you join me in stand? And we're going to do This is the Day as a responsive reading. Um, we still are not doing congregational singing, but we encourage you to speak the words along with me. And we'll do what we do every day to celebrate what God has given us. Father, we thank you for this gorgeous day that you have made for us. We know that you are always with us, Father, but we especially ask for your presence to fill this space, to fill our hearts as we worship you, our one and only God, Lord. We love you, and we just ask that everything we do today would be an honor and a glorification of who you are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. And we're going to start uh, with the praise band, and we're going to sing This is Amazing Grace. Again, we are not quite doing congregational singing, but we are doing congregational dancing. So anybody that wants to dance along can do that, can hum along, speak the words along with you. I say that because I have a hard time not dancing to this one. So let's praise God together.
the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. turkey. You know, when a pastor steps up front and said, we're going to talk turkey, people kind of back up and say, oh, what's that going to be about? Well, we're talking turkey. And we need turkeys because we're going to be distributing turkeys. Um, And my understanding is that we need a number of them, and we need them, like, soon. Like, maybe when you leave church, you could go to Wegmans, pick up a turkey, and bring it right back. Because this... $35, $34.70 turkey I got for um, $9 and some change. So I'm sure that if they're on sale at Wegmans, they're on sale in other places. And if you have questions about the turkeys, uh, talk to Gidget um, and see how you can make arrangements. But there'll be people here at the church for a little while, so... Bring them on in. Um, We are going to, you're going to see uh, a video about our mission moment, and that will be, there's envelopes back there for this special offering, so I invite you to be a part of that. We give thanks in all ways. Sometimes we don't even know how many ways we're giving thanks, but maybe at the end of the day, we can realize how many things am I grateful for just for this day. And we invite all of us to make that a part of our life and our routines and our experience of all that is good in us, in the world, in our weather, in our homes, knowing that God is also present for those times when that's not feeling that much the case. 
So we have many ways to give here at the church. We, you can see some of them on the screen, online, in person, mail-in. Um, and we also welcome along with those things, your friendship cards, your indications of what you're grateful for, what you want us to be particularly in prayer for. And we welcome all of that as we all continue to support the church in the ways that we can. Speaking of that, we got close to 250 fish fries on uh, Friday evening, and we'll be doing it for two more weeks. So if anybody wants to um, show up and help, the number of people that can help is limited. But talk to Carl Coles and see what kind of spot you can find your way into. Um, so having said all of that, let's just bring it right down here to the ground and ourselves. You and me and us, in person, online, today, later, whenever. Using this time to just give ourselves into God's care and God's keeping. Lord, we do thank you for all that you have blessed us with, and we just 
give all that we have back to you, and we ask that you would bless these gifts for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. I've only been singing that song since I was three, and I, and I suddenly forgot it, so forgive me, God. <laughs> There are so many times when something we do over and over again that's so much a part of us and then all of a sudden, for those of us, whether it's someone reading scripture or someone offering a prayer or someone leading the Lord's Prayer, there comes those moments when you're like, gone. It's just gone. Um, How can I lose this? Especially when you have all these people looking at you. So thank you, Kelly. Um, Been there, done that. We come to this time of prayer, lifting up our hearts, the people we are concerned for, the people who are suffering, the people who are especially in need of God's presence on this day. And the very good news is that God knows who those people are. God always knows. And it is helpful um, for people to share with us Uh, through friendship cards or whatever, the the things that are on their hearts to be either shared with the staff for prayer or just the prayer team or both, however it is that we would like to um, share these things. And knowing all the while that God hears not only our voices, but our hearts. I invite us this day, I'll just ask, how many of you have veterans in your family? How many of you are veterans? Not me, sorry. This is one of those days when, those weeks, when we give thanks for those who have served, regardless of our opinions about conflicts and war. I've always said, as a person who was a child in the Vietnam War, that we always always show grace and appreciation for those who have served this country, to protect it, to defend what we believe in. Um, And so this week is one of those days when we say thank you. Um, One of the, a man I met early on in my career, as we would be around, he would see someone in uniform and he would always walk over and say thank you, always. And I was so moved by his willingness to step into that place. Um, And I hope that we all can adopt that kind of an attitude of gratitude um, for those who sign up to serve our country. Let's pray. Oh God, you know. You know our hearts. You know the state of our faith, the state of our homes, the state of our space, our country, our church, and our communities. You know the state of our world and where there is brokenness. We know that your Holy Spirit is present. And where there is grace and goodness and kindness, we know that you are also there. On this day, when there are those who feel they might never be seen for their service. 
let us people of faith step in and say, I see you and I value your commitment. Thank you. Lord, on this day when people look at divisions and disappointments and celebrations, whether that is COVID or fires or the state of this country, we ask you to continue to send your Holy Spirit to be a mending and healing and comforting and connecting presence. For we are above all your people. We are above all your people, O oh God, and let us live in that confidence, in that trust, and in that grace. We do pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The scripture this morning is from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through chapter 12, verse 3. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions? quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
and we come excited and anticipating your movement this morning. We pray that you would plant a seed in us, a seed that will grow and bear fruit for the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So I want to spend a few moments with you this morning talking about making something. Making something. So just want to take a quick poll among everybody who's here and even those of you who are online can join in. How many of you like to make things? How many of you like to make things? That's a lot of hands. That's a good. Because, you know, we, make, we all make things. Now, some of us may make things differently. I was, chat, I was talking with Pastor Kathy before service about... Um, she had made this pie yesterday, and so we were talking a little bit about that process. I know Dorothy likes to make a lot of things. She's an expert crafter, and she was talking about making quilts with me one su- excuse me, one Sunday. I know Louis likes to make things with his hands as well. He and I had talked about that in the past. So a lot of us like to make things. The thing is we can all make different kinds of things, right? Some of us can make music. Some of us build shelves. Some of us do all kinds of different things to put something new in the world. We make things. Now, some of us think that maybe our skills are not what we would like them to be when we make things. (laughs) But still, the joy of a job well done. When you sit down with that vision in your head and you know that you've got the steps figured out, you chart your course and you start the work get all the pieces you need, and you go after it, using your hands, using your mind, whatever it is you need to make this thing. Now, we're all familiar with that making things doesn't always go smoothly. Sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you forget something. Sometimes it's just a lot harder than you thought it was going to be. But you keep at it. You persist. And if you stick with it, if you learn, eventually you keep making things. And there's a special joy that comes from it, as I was saying before. But as we gather today, I want us to think about making things not only in terms of say, a project that we do for ourselves, or maybe a craft we do around the house, or a particular project that we know we have to do. I want us to think about the world we're trying to make. Think about the world we're trying to make. Because when we start to consider it on that level, then all of a sudden this idea of making things becomes that much more important. Because most of us, when we sit and we are going about our day, sometimes we forget that we are indeed making something with every choice every day. And if you don't believe that, I want you to think and remember what we celebrated last week. Because when we think about those saints, They made a world that we benefit from. Is it perfect? Probably not. 
but we stand in a place that others stewarded, that others beautified, that others worked so that you could have a place to be. And when you consider all the work that went into that, we choose to honor that. It's important that we honor it. Because when you think of the people who poured themselves into you, the people who worked day after day after day, some folks working not knowing your particular name, some folks working not knowing what you would look like, but knowing you would be there. When you think about your ancestors, those folks who labored all those years ago, and maybe the person they saw was your grandfather. Maybe the person they saw physically was your great-grandmother. But they worked, and they saw that at some point there would be a world with you in it. And they knew the world they were trying to make. Now, was it, did they see the technology we have? Of course not. Did they see the ways in which we would go about our business day to day? Probably not. But the key was they looked to a future with you. And they took their role in creating that world for you, seriously. Now, why set all that up that way? I want you to hear what we heard in Scripture today very differently than we normally hear. Because it's very easy when we go through that passage in Hebrews, we appreciate the names. We appreciate the heroes. But I want you to hear it with a little different ear this morning. So, a little background. Those of you who are in Pastor Kathy's Bible study are probably familiar with this, but I'll set it up for all of you. The book of Hebrews was written to a community of faith that was going through a bit of a crisis. The world around them had gotten hard. There was persecution happening, and they were wrestling with some of these issues of faith, and they were like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I can keep this up. And some of them were thinking about maybe giving up on this life with Christ and going back to who they were. And so the writer of Hebrews writes this thing. It's not really a letter. It's more like a sermon. Writes this to them and says, here's what I want you to hear. I don't want you to give up. You've got to remember who you are in Christ. You've got to remember what went into bringing you to this moment. And so the writer in chapter 11 starts talking about these heroes of faith that they would have recognized. Talks about Abraham. Talks about Moses. And goes through some of the things that these individuals went through with God. The ways God had helped them overcome crises, the way God had helped them through situation after situation, 
the way God had worked in their life and helped make them into who they became. And we picked up the scripture after the writer had gone into a certain level of detail and then kind of hits this place and says, now having said all that, basically, (laughs) I could say some more. (laughs) In other words, what more shall I say? (laughs) And talks about David, Gideon, Barak, Jephthah, others, and other stories that would have been familiar to this community because they would have been raised in this. And reminds them, This is who our God is. This is the world which has been made for you. These people went through all this stuff. They endured all these things. God helped them through all of these challenges time and time again. And here we are now with this legacy of the one called Jesus. The one who walked among us. God incarnate, one who taught us these truths in new ways, the one who showed us that there is a world that can be better. And here you are. This has been given to you. What a moment. What a thought. Now, see, we hear that story, and we recognize our biblical heroes. It's powerful to think that there is this legacy of faith that has been passed down through persecution, through sword, through times in which there were wars in the world, times through which people drove it underground, times through which people had to worship in secret and in quiet. But the word of God endured and got to new people, time after time, generation after generation, and has been brought, quite literally, to you. Feels like a bit of an overwhelming responsibility sometimes, doesn't it? To think that you have literally taken your place in that line of great witness. Knowing that truth. I go back to what I said at the beginning. How many of us like to make things? Because there is a world out here that is still just as challenging as it has always been. There's a world in front of us that's just as beautiful as it's always been. But the challenges in our world still need the people of God, to speak the truth of God to it. The challenges of our world still need the people of God to be the hand of God in it. The challenges of our world still demand that the people of God speak the truth, no matter what the world speaks back. We are called to be salt. We are called to be light. We are called to be the difference makers that no one else will be because we know a truth that the rest of the world simply does not know yet. And if we are going to be that body of Christ, if we are called to step 
into that void, then we have to take our place. Because, as we have just said, that mission, that truth, that responsibility has been given, quite literally, to you. So our challenge is now, What's the world you are trying to make? When you think about the people in your life, those who love you the most, we can all think of the stories of the people who blessed us with that truth. We can all think of the stories of those who nurtured us along the way. One of my favorite stories comes from when I was a little kid in the church I grew up in. Started going to that church when I was eight. And I have an amazing set of grandmothers, two of the greatest saints. But one of the benefits of going to that church was you get a whole lot of new grandmothers. <laughs> and so here I am, this little eight-year-old, but there was one woman in particular who stands out for me. Her name was Miss Kitty. Every Sunday. She was my Sunday school teacher for a little while. But she sat in a pew across the aisle and one back from where my family would sit. But every Sunday, she sought me out to make sure she said hi, to offer a little word about this is what it means to pray. This is what it looks like to walk like as a disciple. Every Sunday. I still remember her to this I know I'm on the path of faith I'm on because of people like Miss Kitty. She poured herself into me. When my grandmother died, I remember standing in front of her casket, not sure what I was going to do. My grandmother died when I was 11. The person who stood next to me was Miss Kitty. She put her arms around me and she said, understand, I know you're sad. But think about this. Grandma's not feeling any more pain anymore. She's free of all the problems that she went through. She's in a better place. That's what it means to make the world. I want you to think about who in your life you are pouring yourself into. Who are the people around you? And they don't have to be younger than you. But I'm willing to bet each of us can think of three, five, ten people that we encounter on a regular basis that do not know the truth that we know. Do not know the Jesus that we know. And are dealing with all of this. When you think about what we've been through this year, when you think about what we've been through this week, dealing with all of this without the truth and the Jesus that you know. How many of you like to make things? How about we start making a world for those folks 
where Jesus is held up, where Jesus stands out, where Jesus is presented as the truth that the world and they need. Because that's the way we make something special. Amen? And amen. Almighty and gracious God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for the gift that is Jesus Christ among us, for the gift of your Son that has transformed us, for the Holy Spirit that motivated and spoke to all those saints throughout all those years. And so as we seek to make this new world, as we seek to make the world that you call us to make, let us hear what you have taught us. We know we are surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses that made us who we are. And let us, whether we use the words run with perseverance or continue to make in spite of our mistakes and our challenges, but let us continue in the mission you have given. In Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. I already heard an amen. How about another one for this call for us to make a new world? Amen? amen? So how do we do that in a world that exhausts us? How do we do that in a world that takes away much more than it gives sometimes? We come to this table to be fed, to be fed for the journey. And we're going to do this a little bit differently this morning. And so I invite you to hear these instructions. At the very end of the consecration of communion, you will be invited to take your mask off one ear, receive the cracker, turn it over, receive the juice, and then immediately put your mask back on. Please hold on to all the pieces and parts that you take off of your cup and take your cup with you when you go um, and you can discard it as we would normally do as we're leaving the building. We are so incredibly blessed to be able to share in this space in this way and I give you thanks for helping us to continue to do this safely. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing to always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity. You made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets who looked, who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war 
anymore. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Son anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, ate with sinners, and by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. At his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts, in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here and upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that they, we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. As we are gathered here, we come to this place where we say thank you, and we are mindful. As we, if you'll lift your cup with me, and I say to you, the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ broken for you. Let us, before we receive, pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks be to God. testaments to that fact. So as we go into the world today, and as we go and make a world today, remember the faithfulness of the one who brought you to this point. Be faithful to him as you go forward and are faithful to those around you. Now in the name of God, who created us and who rules us still, 
in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who redeemed us and walks with us still. In the name of the Holy Spirit, who empowered us and connects and sustains us still. Now, may we go into the world to serve God and all God's children. Amen. Please take your seats as the ushers.